Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. And welcome back. Isn't this nice being on schedule again? I'm quite enjoying it. I'm your host, Marie Green, and today we're going to talk about how to make a project plan. Have you ever jumped headfirst into a project without a plan? Me too. For some, for me, sometimes it works out pretty well, actually. I've definitely had my share of projects that I jumped right into, didn't know what I was doing or what I was in for, but the moment felt right and I just went for it. There's nothing at all wrong with doing that. Flying by the seat of my pants is kind of what I'm known for. I'm pretty sure that's the name of my memoir someday. It's all well and good. But lately, I'm finding that I need structure wherever I can get it. Figuring things out along the way is awesome, but it just doesn't hurt to have a plan. And when things get extra hairy, having a plan can make you feel sane, level-headed, like you've got your act together. I need more of that right now, don't you? So we're going to start with a date between you and a stack of post-it notes. Sounds pretty hot and spicy, doesn't it? I have a suspicion that you have more than one project in mind, and we need to start with just one thing for now. So to whittle it all down to that one thing, let's brain dump everything that you're thinking about. Let's write it down And let's just dump it all out. Sometimes I call this a word vomit. That's not a great phrase, but it does feel that way when you just have all this stuff in your head and you're like, I've got to get this out. Write down the hall closet that you've been meaning to clean. Write down the bathroom you were planning to paint, the three sweaters you haven't finished knitting, the seven other sweaters you bought yarn for, but you haven't started yet, the knitting machine that you bought, but you haven't learned how to use yet, and the adorable crochet lobster kit that you bought three years ago. Okay, maybe that's my list, but I'm pretty sure that you have a lot on your list, projects that you've been thinking about, projects that you have been eager to get started or eager to finish, whatever is on your list. I know there's a zillion things because you're creative and that's the gift and the challenge of being a creative human being. Whatever's on your list, you want to make and do all the interesting things, but we have to start somewhere, right? We can only do one thing at a time, or maybe two, but realistically one. So write it all down. Every single little thing that's taking up space in your head, keeping you up at night or nagging at you while you're doing dishes or walking the dog, write down one thing on each post-it note. So just one idea per post-it and spread them all out on the table or on the floor or a desk, whatever flat surface you've got handy. Have you ever played dominoes? There's this part of the game where you wash the bones. That's what they call it. Or you like put all the dominoes in a pile and you shuffle them around. So that's kind of what we're doing with the post-it notes. We're going to rearrange them pretty quickly by making a couple of brief decisions. But before I tell you what they are, it's important to point out what they're not. I am not asking you to eliminate anything. Not a darn thing. I'm also not asking you to prioritize in order of importance because I think really important things will get done anyway, with or without a plan. That's just how it goes. 
Um, And also sometimes when you're staring at a huge list, it's really hard to figure out what should be done first. I used to hate it when I would have to prioritize a list and figure out, okay, what's my number one and what's my number two and number three and four and five all feel equally important. How do I decide? So we're not going to approach it that way. I want you to first look at all of these notes that you've written out and I want you to pick up all of the ones that you cannot possibly do this week. Either you don't have the supplies, you don't have the right help, maybe it's just not the time of year for it, whatever the reason is, if you could not possibly start this week, then let's pick up all those notes and we're going to put those in a pile and we're going to save them for later. doesn't mean you don't love them. It just means they're not going to be first in line. So then take another look at the notes you have left. Let's pick up all the post-its for the items. You don't currently have everything you need to work on them, meaning you could make a trip to the store tomorrow and pick up something, or you could place an order and have it in a couple of days. But if you don't have what you need today, let's pick those up and set those aside too. For me, that would be like anything that needs to be painted. I don't already have the paint for it, so yeah, I could start today, but I would also have to add in a trip to the paint store. So probably not today, especially if I have other things on this list on these post-its that I could start today. So what do you have left after kind of separating these out? Hopefully your pile is at least a little smaller than it was. And now we're going to look at that pile again, and I want you to pick up the notes for the things you could technically do or at least start today. I don't mean all of them at once or all at the same time, so that's not where we're going with it. But any one of these individual items by itself could be done or at least started today. So pick those up and put them in a pile, and that's going to be the pile we focus on. Whatever's left of your post-it notes, pick those up, set those aside too. We're going to take a closer look at the ones you could reasonably start today because that's what we want to do. Ideally, your pile is much smaller now. Take all the other post-it notes, stick them in a notebook or a journal. We're not saying you'll never get to them because they would be awesome to have on your plan for later, but we just want to focus on what we can do today. And we'll talk in another episode about juggling all the things we want to do. But for the sake of this one, we're just going to choose one thing in the list that we can start now. And then we're going to make a plan. Plans work best if you can quantify them. It's one thing to say, I want to write a book, but it's something different to say, I'm writing a book and I'm going to write one chapter a week, or I'm going to write for two hours a day, You need to be able to quantify your project if you want to make a plan. So if you're still a little on the fence about which of the projects on your post-its that you want to choose, take a look at the ones you have in front of you that you could technically start on today and set aside any of those that might be hard to quantify. So meaning... If one of the projects is like personal growth, I want to be a better person in 30 days. Well, how do you quantify being a better person, right? There are probably many smaller things that you would do that would add up to feeling like you're a better version of yourself that you imagine. So if you have anything on your list that's maybe too broad or too difficult to quantify, let's set those aside too for now so that we can kind of get more clarity around those before we put them on the list. 
So we want to choose something really specific, like finish the sweater I'm knitting for my son, or clean out my closet, or learn to make homemade pasta, or use my knitting machine, or whatever. Narrow it down to one thing, one specific, measurable, i.e. quantifiable project that you want to start on today. Or if you're listening to this late in the day, then tomorrow. So here's how to turn that project idea into a plan. So first things first, write it down. And I know you are going to hear that and say, duh, I've heard that a million times. Me too. But here's the, here's the kicker. I have taken for granted over all of these years that writing down the plan or the goal or the whatever, that you just have to write it on a piece of paper and that counts as writing it down. But where you write it down is important. If you write a to-do list or a project plan or a goal on a little scrap of paper, that's pretty easy to lose or throw away. And that sense that it's disposable does not really help us with the exact reason why we're writing it down. We're writing it down to sort of cement it, to make it feel a little more permanent. So right now it's on a post-it note. So you've already written written it down once, but I'm going to challenge you to write it on your calendar that's on the wall or write it in your day planner. Write it somewhere that's going to stick around for a while because If it's only on a post-it, you can so easily lose it or throw it away. And then it doesn't have quite the same power that it does when you write it somewhere that you will definitely see it again. So yes, write it down, but write it somewhere a little more permanent. Where you write it down matters. Number two, pick a deadline and be realistic. You're not in a race, so you don't have to set a goal that makes you squirm or feel anxious, but you still need to decide when you want this thing done because we can drag things out forever, for so much longer if we don't decide when this project is going to end, it might not ever end. So pick a date that feels realistic, but it also feels um, like you're giving yourself a, a reasonable but ambitious goal, something you're willing to commit to and write the date Also on your calendar or day planner. So you have like a start and you have an end. You have these capstones. Number three, measure the distance from here to there. So this is part of making a quantifiable goal is we need to have a way to break it into some kind of reasonable steps or bites, some way we can approach it that we can actually pace ourselves. So we're going to measure two things. One, how much time do you have between now and then? And two, how much work is there to do? So for example, let's say you've given yourself a month, four weeks or about 30 days. If we're talking about a knitting project, for example, maybe divide the project into skeins of yarn. How many skeins of yarn would you need to knit in order to finish the project? So if it has six skeins and you need to knit it um, to the finish line in four weeks, That's one and a half skeins per week of knitting. You can break that down by the day or every two days, whatever you got to do. But if you keep up your schedule for four weeks, then you'll finish right on time. If you're a knitter, and I know that many, if not most of you are, then you can relate to that kind of timeline. But if you're not a knitter or your project goal isn't related to something like that, because um, there are other things in life or so I'm told, 
maybe it doesn't break down so neatly. So maybe you want to plan and design a garden. You might start with a blank notebook and you might have to add in time for research and you might have to outline your supplies and make a schedule for when you need to start planting seeds inside and outside. Write down every significant step that might require something different from you or something that might need to happen at various points in time. And for the record, the project you start and plan today doesn't have to be the only project you're working on over this whole period of time. For example, if you are planning a garden, you're probably starting it well ahead of when you actually are going to put the seeds in the ground so you can make a plan so you know what you're going to be doing and when, and then you can work other plans into the schedule. The nice thing about planning is you can pace yourself. If it's something a bit more immediate, maybe cleaning and organizing your craft closet or like any closet that seems a bit daunting, we can approach that with a more immediate timeline. And I'm going to say craft closet because I know crafty and creative people and we can get a little bit out of control with our supplies. I'm just going to put that... Um, that's an understatement. (laughs) Let's just say that. Um, but I digress, uh, divide your craft closet project into measurable steps. You might not even have to write them all down. That's fine. Unless you just love ticking boxes, then you totally can, but you're going to empty it out. You're going to toss the junk. You're going to fill a giveaway box. You're going to organize your supplies. You're going to fill the closet back up again in an orderly way. And hopefully with fewer items than you started with. Do you want to do the whole project in a day? Totally doable for a closet. Set a timer. That's so much fun. There is nothing more interesting as a grown adult than setting a timer for yourself to accomplish something. I don't know if you do that too. It's kind of this strange adrenaline rush and I kind of love it. I mean, what happens if the timer goes off and you don't finish? Nothing. Literally nothing happens. Nothing blows up. But it's still kind of fun to challenge yourself just for the heck of it. I do this sometimes with like cleaning the bathroom or folding the laundry or really just any project I don't want to do. 10 minutes. I set the timer and I tell myself I can do anything for 10 minutes. Just pick the time, make it work for you, whatever. And you don't have to set a timer. That's just random. But it's something that I kind of like to do because then I feel like it keeps me from stretching the project into an entire day if it doesn't have to take that long. So just giving yourself these little steps along the way can really help you pace yourself to get done more quickly. So you pick the time, you make it work for you. Just be really specific in your choices all along the way. What do you want to accomplish? When are you going to start? And ideally, we're hoping to start with something we can do right away so we can feel a sense of progress and start to create order. And then how are you going to break it down? Because no project or, well, I should say rarely is a project a one and done. Like you take one bite of this elephant and that's it. No, there are many steps from here to there. So break down the project into reasonable bites and then decide how you're going to pace yourself. Your plan involves more than deciding when you're going to start and when you're going to finish. Those are nice little capstones, but you need to figure out what you're going to do each day or each week or each hour. However, this project breaks down that will help you get there. And then, just like before, write it down. Tattoo that plan on your calendar so that it sticks. Number four, or maybe this is like kind of 3B, if any part of your project requires a giveaway pile, be ready to drive away with that to the donation center 
today. Do not postpone or wait because one of the quickest ways to derail your progress is to be tripping over a donation box for weeks or months to come. The minute you fill the box, get it out of your house right away. I'm telling you, it's amazing. (laughs) Number five, no excuses. We have control over more things than we think, but we give up that control by thinking we're always at the mercy of what's going on around us. It's really easy to notice everything that's in the way and all the reasons why we can't. And the truth is we need to train our vision on what we can control. So if you want to feel awesome, you fill up a donation box and you donate it that same day or finish a sweater and soak and block it the same day you finish it. It is the most liberating feeling in the world to take the last step immediately rather than getting almost there and leaving a little bit left that you still have to think about. I'm telling you, I did this recently and it was the most amazing thing. I decided to get a few closets organized and I was merciless in what I was going to get rid of. I was just like, I want the space more than this stuff. It was a thing of beauty. And the minute those boxes were full, I drove straight to the Goodwill. Literally, I did not, I did not collect go or pass go. I did not collect $200 to use the monopoly um, phrase, but I immediately went out the door with those boxes and off to the donation. It, it was awesome. I have never done it in that way before. Usually I fill the boxes up for weeks. Like I'll start the box and then over the course of weeks, I'll keep adding to it, adding to it, adding a little bit to it. And I get so tired of the boxes and I just keep thinking, oh my gosh, I just need to drop those off. I think about it a lot and I'm con- it's like nags at me and then I'm dreading doing it. But by doing it that day, it was amazing. This time I just driving away, I felt 10 pounds lighter. Sometimes the whole point of a project is just to free yourself of dead weight But it might also be to lighten your mental load because you're spending a lot of energy thinking about all the things you need or want to do. By choosing something you can start on today, you actually start to free up that space in your mind for other problem solving or other ideas or other goals. Once you make a plan, you'll notice how much lighter you feel. It's almost like you don't have to hold everything up in your mind because you've got it down on paper and then it starts to feel containable like manageable because you can actually see how you're going to get there you you can shift your mind to other projects you can free up that space for other things but every single project that you can put a box around like a container around it you can set some parameters and measure it and make a plan that's one step closer to taking charge of your life When you feel out of control and you need to take the reins back, a project plan really does help. And the more you can do right now, the better. It is exhilarating to see results. So get some results under your belt as quickly as you can. Number six, tell somebody. This is a great way to hold yourself accountable, especially if you're working on a longer term project and you know you're going to need some support to get going. And if you hear some jingle bells in the background, those are my kittens. I cannot keep them out of here. So I'm just going to throw in that quick apology. Um, Telling other people makes it real and it helps us commit. 
I have a friend who very specifically doesn't like to tell people her goals or her plans because she thinks it will jinx her. But I actually think sharing our goals, sharing our plans, sharing our projects, it not only helps us be accountable, but it inspires other people. And that's good stuff. Number seven, do the worst first. If there is a part of the project that you are dreading the most and it doesn't have to come at the very end, do it first if you can. Because one of the things that often interrupts our plans is that we fall off the wagon right before the part we're dreading the most. Like we can hold on right up to that point and then we're dreading it and we stop. So if you do the worst part first, if you can do it because the rest will be that much more pleasant. Or if the worst part is waiting for you at the very end, do it immediately. Just do it. So we've talked about how to narrow down a long list of things you want to do, how to seal the deal by putting it in writing somewhere that's not going to get thrown away. We've talked about how to break the project into measurable bits and that it's important to start now, not later. Do the worst part first if you can. I'm telling you, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid, which is a super gross analogy, but it works. But when we start with the hard part, we'll often surprise ourselves by how much easier the rest will be. And often the hard part isn't actually as bad as we think it will be. I recently cleaned out my refrigerator, and I'm telling you, it went a lot faster than I was expecting to, and it felt really good to get it done. And then I thought, I wonder why I've been putting this off so long. (laughs) It really wasn't that bad. Making a plan has a lot to do with being realistic, but also firm with ourselves. It doesn't do any good to make plans that set you up to fail. Don't do that. Don't make a plan that you know isn't going to work. Make plans that help you get your feet firmly planted in moving forward with what gives your life meaning or makes you feel accomplished or helps you cross things off your list so you have more time for what you love. Making a plan does not have to be fancy, but it does need to be written down. All those other post-it notes, those will become plans too. But just for today, let's start with something you can do now, something you can cross off your list very soon. Plans don't solve everything, but my gosh, they sure don't hurt. That is all for this time, my friend. I will see you next week. And remember, you've got this. 